Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 114. We are in a series right now about the greatness of God, seeing God's miraculous powers throughout Scripture. Today, we are looking at Joshua chapter number 10. This is the last recorded miracle in the book of Joshua, and by far one of the coolest, one of the greatest acts and miracles of God throughout the Bible. It is a supernatural moment, and I want to look at it today. First, I want to give you a little background of where we are. Joshua, the leader of Israel, has gone through and taken out multiple kingdoms as he is going through the conquest of Canaan, the promised land, when God said, lead my people into the promised land, take all of this land. He's just had a major victory in the capturing of Ai, and he has devoted it to destruction, as it says. And it says he did to Ai what he did to Jericho and its king and Um, He's just gone through and just had victory over victory over victory. Well, he's just made a mistake in chapter number eight and nine, and we see he's actually agreed to the deception of the enemy. He has made a mistake and aligned himself with them. He's made an enemy into an ally, and it wasn't the right move. And so I want to just tell you something today. Even the men of the Bible and the people in Scripture make mistakes. But know this, God took Joshua's mistake and actually used it as leverage to allow the conquest of Canaan to be sped up, and we get to see a great miracle happen. So I want to give you a little background here into chapter number 10. The first five verses talk about all of the kingdoms that gather together. I encourage you to go read Joshua chapter 10. I'm not going to go through all of these words just because it's so-and-so king met with so-and-so king, and they got together with so-and-so king, and they... All these kings come together. These five kingdoms come together. And then it says in verse number six, we'll pick up there. It says, And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal, saying, Do not relax your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. Now, again, this is not the right move. This is the the enemy that he is actually going to go in and take over. As we continue reading in verse number seven, it says, So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and the mighty men of valor. And then in verse number eight, it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them. I've given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. So then, verse number nine, So Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal. So the first thing we see is in verse number eight, we hear a promise from God. God says, do not fear them, for I've given them into your hands. Not a man shall stand before him. Then after we see the promise of God, we see Joshua has a strategy. Just like in his conquest of Ai, he went up at night and went swiftly. So he's doing that same strategy. So I'm going to go up swiftly, suddenly, and they marched all night from Gilgal to Gibeon. This is a long journey, and it's all uphill. So by the time the army gets there, they've marched all night long. It is early in the morning. They are tired. They are exhausted. But they have enough energy to go for it because they've put their faith and trust in God who said, I'm going to take care of you. So then verse number 10 says this, And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon, and chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them as far as Azekah and Mekekta. And as they fled before Israel, while they were going down the ascent of Beth Horon, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died because of the hailstones than the sons of Israel killed with the sword. So let me just stop right there and show you. As the army of Israel has come and fought this battle, and they are chasing them, they surprise the enemy, 
and they began attacking early. They were tired already, but God gave them the energy to keep going. They attacked them, and then they began to chase them away. They were running away from Israel because they were afraid. They didn't know what happened. The Lord threw them into a panic. And so as they were running away, God begins to throw hailstones from heaven onto the enemy. And it says that more of the people were killed because of the hailstones than because of the army of Israel with their swords. Now, here's a question I have. How did the hailstones just kill the enemy? Israel is running and they are chasing them, yet the hailstorms just hit the enemy in while they were pursued. It is amazing to me to think that there is a hailstorm happening and these stones falling from the heavens that are crushing the enemy. This is all because God said, I'm going to take care of you. And I have told you from the very beginning, all of this land is yours. Just trust in me and I will take care of you. And so then that's not even the craziest part of the miracle in this story. It says in verse number 12, at that time, Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, sun stand still at Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still. And the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. This is a moment where God literally stops the sun and makes the day go longer. It says the sun stopped in the midst of heaven and didn't hurry to set for about a whole day. There has been no day like it before or since when the Lord heeded the voice of man for the Lord fought for Israel. Basically, God said this. He's throwing hailstones at first. He crushes one of the nations as they're running away. And then Joshua just begs, God, let me finish this battle today. We've got enough energy to take it and we want to finish it. And so God lets the sun stand still, the moon stand still. And it says it was not in a hurry to set for about a whole day. God gave them two days worth of victory in one day. Now, there's been a lot of people that said, this miracle isn't necessarily true. This miracle, you know, it could have been the longest day of the year. It could have been the solstice, could have been this, could have been that. And honestly, like you can try your best to figure out all the miracles. Or you can say, I have a view of God that says he has no limits. He can do anything he wants. He can make the sun stand still in one place and not let chaos reign everywhere else. He can do that because he has all power and all authority. He is not subjected to his own creation. He's in control of all of it. He has all the power and all the might. So today, know this. This God has the power to make the sun stand still so that you can see victory all day long. Hear the promise of God. He's got you. He loves you. He's going to be with you in all situations at all times. Have a good strategy. Know that what he's called you to do is be on the attack. It is time for us to attack the enemy. It's time to keep the enemy on his heels and running away. The Lord will take care of the confusion of the enemy. And then the Lord will battle for us. The Lord will fight our battle for us. He will take care of us in every step of the journey. So today, know this. We have a God who can make the sun stand still, make the moon pause for just a few minutes in the universe so that we can see his great work and tell of the great stories of what he has done. You know, today we may just need to find a moment in our life that we've seen God do something amazing and supernatural and tell somebody about it. I can't imagine Joshua, when he returns to Israel and all of the camp with them, there is a moment where he begins to celebrate what just happened. He begins to tell people, this is the conquest. Look at what happened when we took over this part of Canaan, this part of God's promised land. Look what God did. Today, celebrate what God has done. I don't know what it is in your life, but I do know this. 
the sun has stood still at some point in your life. Maybe you just didn't recognize it because you were in the middle of a battle all day. But know this, he is strong enough, he's mighty enough, and he can make the sun stand still.